0: Welcome to the show, Plant-Centered Listener. My name is Ashley, and I am your host today. Katie and I recently got back from Florida. We spent the past week on a, what we call a work retreat where we basically just worked the entire week, but also enjoyed it in the presence of being able to look at the ocean and go to the pool in the evening. So it was just a really nice time to get away and work somewhere differently. We also finally put the finishing touches on our brand new course called Plant-Based in 30 Days. So this course is designed to help you go from the standard American diet to a plant-based one, or even if you're kind of eating plant-based, but you want to go fully plant-based, this is going to help you do that. I mean, what would it mean for you to look back a year from now and be so thankful that you started your plant-based journey? Maybe you've heard about the benefits of going plant-based, or maybe you've just felt this poll to go plant-based for a while. We had someone comment, uh, this is on social media. She was like, oh my goodness, this is a sign. It's my birthday. Our launch day is her birthday. And we were talking about how, what it would look like to a year from now celebrate not just her birthday, but also her one year plant-based anniversary. So, so many good things going on there. So our course officially launches on June 15th. And we are going to do special pricing for those first 48 hours with a code EARLYBIRD30. And we're going to knock $99 off the course so more and more people can have access to it. And then if you're interested, for our podcast listeners only, we are offering a free scholarship to our course. We just ask that you fill out, click the link in our show notes, and then fill out some information there. We are in the process of reviewing applications throughout the month of June. And at the end of the month, we will announce the person who gets to receive free access and the scholarship to our course, which we're really excited for. And again, that's only for podcast listeners. So if you want to stay up to date on the launch of the course, we will be promoting it and talking about it on Instagram specifically at Plant Centered Nutrition. That's where we'll talk about the early bird pricing from June 15th to June 17th with that early bird discount code, which is early bird 30. And again, this course is designed to not just help someone go plant-based, but to really change their health around. What would it mean to have lower cholesterol, to come off your blood pressure medications, to finally say, oh, I have energy, or I'm organized in the kitchen and I'm feeling good about my meal planning and meal prepping and going plant-based isn't this big hurdle that I once thought it was. So this is really a step-by-step guide to help you go plant-based. And a lot of this stemmed from all the stories that we hear here on the podcast of people talking about how going plant-based transformed their lives. And we know that there are more people out there who want to go plant-based, but they would just like a little bit of accountability and guidance. And so we want to provide that for you. So again, the course launches on June 15th, and we'll have special early bird pricing for those first 48 hours, especially If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to DM me on Instagram just to make sure it's a good fit for you. And we have all those links to everything that you need in the show notes below. Okay. So let's talk about our guest for today. This was again, just a raw transparent conversation, which I always appreciate Our guest showing up and being so open and vulnerable. So, today I'm interviewing Fred Ford. He is an author, a speaker, and a life coach. Actually, if you're familiar with the movie The Secret, who is Bob Proctor, was a part of The Secret. Fred Ford actually trained with Bob Proctor, and now Fred helps other people achieve improved health and reach their ideal weight through a coaching program called Think and Grow Thin in our conversation today, we do talk about diet and weight loss. So if that's not something that's going to be beneficial for you, then I might recommend skipping this episode. Otherwise, this is such an incredible conversation. Fred is incredibly honest about his journey and he speaks on the struggles. He speaks on the highs, the lows, all the things that we touch on. So I think this is an incredibly impactful story. So please join me in welcoming Fred to the show. We're going to jump right in with our conversation, and I hope you enjoy it today. Honestly, Fred, like I'm really curious for you to take us back to how this entire journey unfolded.
1: Well, I'll give you the Reader's Digest version because it's uh, it goes back a long time. Um, I've been overweight or I had been overweight for most of my adult life. I'd been over 300 pounds for more than 20 years. And uh, I guess the my journey started in 2019. My wife, my daughter, and myself went to Walt Disney World for a vacation to celebrate my 60th birthday, which was August 6th. And we heard that the Avatar ride, which is an indoor virtual reality ride, was the best new ride in the park in any of the parks in disney so we went to the the uh avatar ride and we waited an hour to get in and they have these banshees that you sit on like low riding motorcycles and i put my legs on either side of the banshee and then they try to get the the harness uh secured and i couldn't fit on the ride i was too fat to fit on the ride and they said, "I'm sorry, sir. You, we're going to have to escort you off the ride." So I got escorted off the ride, uh, much to my embarrassment, my shame, and my anger. And uh, I came off the ride, and uh, when my my daughter and wife came off the ride, they they said, "Yeah, it was good." And, you know, they they downplayed it. They didn't say anything. It was shortly thereafter that uh, COVID hit, and then I was st- stuck in home. So I went yeah. from being fat. To being on March 1st, 2021, I stepped on the scale, and I was 350 pounds. And I thought, I'm as close to 300 as I am to 400 pounds. Yeah. I, I have to do something. Now, in the wake of what I had tried previously, I had nothing but failed attempts
0: yeah what what were some of those things that you tried in the past?
1: I basically, I tried diets. That was yeah. my one strategy, and that was the failed strategy as it comes to find out. It's you know uh losing and and sustaining weight loss is not just one thing if If you are if you think it's one thing and if you think it's the diet, which is what they're trying to push on us on this forty seven billion dollar industry weight loss industry, yep, you're setting yourself up for failure because it isn't one thing it is a it, it is a series of lifestyle changes that you need to make and you need to make a commitment to do those things every single day um and i sat down after i had that weigh in on march 1st and i with a pen and a paper and with all the books that i study about you know personal development that i've applied to other areas of my life and i said i'm going to create a goal here using these the success principles and i'm going to I'm going to do this. I'm going to get to my ideal weight of 205 pounds. And I sat down and I wrote out my index card, which I've done for every other goal that I've done, which I got from Think and Grow Rich was where I got that originally. And I've used that, the same principles to have success in other areas of my life. And I wrote out a specific goal that on May 3rd, 2023, I am so happy and grateful now that I've reached my ideal weight of 205 pounds, which Mm -hmm. is 145 pounds lost. By the way, I currently weigh 234 pounds. So I am on target to reach my goal of 145 pounds by May 3rd, 2023. Wow. I wrote that out and I have read this goal every morning and every night for, over two, for nearly two years. Wow. Uh, it'll be two years, March 14th. Okay. Um, and one week into this, I didn't know what I was going to do in terms of eating. Uh, I knew I had to change my relationship with food. I'd have to change a lot of other lifestyle habits. I said a prayer and said I am confused. There's so much conflicting information. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to turn. I've done nothing but fail for 25 years. I know I have to change. Please divinely guide this. Yeah. One week, one week later, I was in a Barnes and Noble store here on Long Island looking for a novel. And as I walked toward the novel section, my head swiveled like this, and my eyes caught a book called Plant-Based Whole Food Eating, and I rejected it. I said, not in this lifetime. I kept (laughs) going. I picked up my, my novel. I left the store, and I could not get that incident out of my head. Why, at that moment, did my head swivel and find that particular book? And as I thought about it, two things occurred to me. Number one, I was being a hypocrite. I'm a life coach, and mm. I tell my clients when you put out something new, something unprecedented, that you're going to manifest. Pay attention. There's all kinds of things are going to show up, and be be flexible in the process. Don't reject things just because you haven't done them before. Here I was, whole food plant based eating, I had never done before, and yet I was rejecting it. I was being a hypocrite. The second mm. thing is that incident occurred one week after I said a prayer. I'm like is it possible that this was divine intervention right so i started looking into whole food plant based eating and about a week later i came home one day i actually watched a video from a guy named dr neil barnard and dr barnard said in his this particular speech talking about how the whole food plant-based diet will help reverse heart disease mm-hmm. and here i was six, 61 years old 350 pounds with heart disease in my family. If I wasn't a candidate for a heart attack, I don't know who was. Dr. Barnard said, the scary thing about heart disease is that for many people, the first time they find out they have it is when they die of a heart attack. Mm. I came Um, home and I said to my wife, I want to try a whole food plant-based eating plan. She said, okay. We've been on that plan ever since.
0: Oh my gosh
1: ever since
0: wow i have
1: not looked back i have consistently lost weight i've consistently changed even within the vegan community there were differences about should you be eating this or that you know yep. and i've listened to all of it and i've adopted and i've changed as i went but that's basically the 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 history of how i came to a whole food plant-based eating i uh, you know i made a decision that I was going to be 205 pounds. And that decision was the first domino and it's wow. I have to look back.
0: Yeah. And you put it out there and then a week later, it's kind of just, it's standing right there in front of you.
1: It was right there. It's been there the whole time, but I never yeah. even considered whole food plant-based. I don't know why I, I just, I've, a I've, you know, I've, I've embraced the idea that I'm a meat eater, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and in fact, one of the other life coaches that I work with said, you gotta, you gotta do a a podcast called the unlikely vegan. And I'm like, (laughs) I I have, I have enough going on. (laughs) Maybe sometime I will do that because I am an unlikely candidate to have uh, gone on this type of eating plan if there is such a thing. But but, here I am, you know?
0: Well, and I'm sure so many people could relate to that too, because I think so many people are like, Either they said at one point, I can never give up cheese or I can never live without meat. And then here they are. They're vegan or whole food plant-based. And it's like, I never expected to be here.
1: Well, what what I tell people is language is declarative in nature. So if you say, I can't go without meat, you can't. Mm, The truth is you can. But the bigger truth in your particular life is you are making that statement. You are declaring that you can't go without cheese and meat. Therefore, in fact, one of the clients in in one of my uh, coaching classes said that. And I did the wrong thing. Um, He said, I can't do a vegan diet. I said, I know you can't. And he said, what do you mean? He got angry with me. And I said, you're declaring that you can't do a vegan diet. Therefore, you can't. It's Henry Ford, no relation, uh, said whether you think you can. Or whether you think you can't, you're right and you're declaring mm-hmm. that you can't. so you you can't until you embrace the thought that that is a possibility and you can do it if you decide to do it and use this and see what happens, which is what I did. yeah um you know if you were to know me, if you, anyone who knows me and I said, if I were to tell you, buy Fred a gift certificate to his favorite restaurant and you gave it to 50 people who know me. Not one, every one of them, with maybe minor exceptions, would give me a gift certificate to Tellers Chop House, which is my favorite steakhouse of all
0: time. Mm, yep.
1: And they know that I'm, I I was a meat eater. I no longer am. And, yeah. Uh, you know, no one's. Uh, you know, every, you know. It's 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 been a it's been a crazy uh, but a very fulfilling journey.
0: Yeah. So how was that? I mean, a lot of questions come to mind. But how was that after going home and telling your wife, like, "Hey, I want to do this." How did it start? I mean, did you just throw away everything in your house? Was it a glad- gradual progression? How did that work for y'all
1: yeah what well, what we did was we took inventory of what was in our house, and one of the things chef AJ, who you probably know from uh YouTube mm-hmm. uh, she had put out a a uh, uh, a video that said, "Clean your environment." Mm. if it's in your house, it's in your mouth. So the yeah. first thing you want to do is get rid of the oils, get rid of the, the, you know, the processed foods, the snacks, the sugary treats, the sugary. So we did that initially, uh, as, as to what we were going to eat, I found Dr. Barnard's 21 day vegan kickstart, which is a download. Yep. And uh, we downloaded that. And I said, okay, let's follow this for 21 days and see, and then we'll find our way. And that's what we did. I didn't like some of the recipes but i really loved most of them what it did was it gave me a an idea of the varieties of foods uh very simple recipes nothing really elaborate uh oatmeal for breakfast which now i eat almost exclusively i have oatmeal with berries and nuts and seeds every morning just about uh lunches were some kind of a a buddha bowl or or a salad or soup dinner same thing and we got to introduce to a lot of great recipes that we still use. And then I, little by little, I added uh, cookbooks from Dr. McDougall and uh, um, books over knives. And, you know, I, I've, I've added a lot. I have about a uh, half dozen. Uh, Dr. Greger has from his yeah. 21 day, you know, he, he's, he's, uh, I read his book, How Not to Diet. And I, I've, I've, I'm starting to reread it for the second time. The guy has got so much great stuff, all Scientifically proven. It's, he's got yes. 4,400 references. I I guess you know Dr. Grieger. Uh yeah. so we we started slow. I would say, Ashley, it took three days for me to get used to it, and I was used to it. After on the fourth day, I said to my wife, this is easy. Wow. This, this makes a lot of sense to me. You know, yeah. not putting extra, you know, as long as I'm getting enough nutrients and protein and and I yep. understand you don't get enough vitamin uh, b12 and you don't get enough vitamin d so we did those supplements early on and and it was about a half a year later i got my blood taken i did i had a physical and the first thing the doctor said was whoa what happened and i said well i you know i went on a whole food plant-based eating wow. he took my diet he took my blood my cholesterol 159 my triglycerides and my the one thing that i really suffered from was gout which is high uric acid my uric acid came down to normal levels okay. everything was good except for b12 so i okay. my supplement yeah and, uh it's been i feel better i look better i i i perform better yeah. everything has changed for the better
0: did your doctor ask like what the heck are you even doing
1: my doctor did and then said that's good stay on that my okay. my uh cardiologist uh said i wish more people would listen to someone like you because you were a big guy.
0: Yeah. He said,
1: I don't find a lot of big guys who are willing to do this. No. He said, women are a different story. I said, really? I Okay, I didn't realize that. He said, yes. He said, and the truth is, and I hate to admit this, this is the doctor talking, um, doctors get about two weeks of training on nutrition for their seven years of medical school. They, yeah. They, they don't get enough to be have the confidence to say, Hey, you've got diabetes, type two diabetes. You've got heart onset heart disease. You've got high blood pressure. You've got this. You've got that. You've got high cholesterol. We're going to put you on a whole food plant based eating plan. Yeah. You know they they want you to go on meds. Yep. Uh, that's unfortunate. My dentist actually said to me, he saw me after a full year because he wasn't there when I got my teeth cleaned. So he it was a year and I had lost over a hundred pounds and he said, Oh my gosh, what did you do? Wow! But I went whole food plant based. I I started doing this and that, and I I created a program for myself called Think and Grow Then. And he said uh, his response to it was, "Wow, that's hard." And my response to him was, "Yeah, but being fat was hard." Yeah, we get to choose our hard. Life is hard. So it's hard to develop the disciplines to get thin again. And mm-hmm. It's also hard to be fat. So you get to choose your heart. And I chose to go a different direction. And he said, I like that. Choose your heart. And mm. I said, well, that, I stole that from an article. So don't quote don't Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway. But you're,
0: but you're right. I mean, heart disease is hard. Having to be on medication for type 2 diabetes, that's hard. I mean, you're right. There's so many choices that we make that lead. I mean, some lead to certain things, some don't. But I think that's a really important thing to take note of
1: agreed yeah I agree it, it, it life is hard and, and uh, no matter what direction you go you're gonna have to apply yourself daily yeah. make that commitment daily or not yep. and uh you know it's not one thing as I mentioned it's a series of of uh decisions you have to make throughout the day nothing you do say think or 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 uh, feel is without consequence. Everything you say, think, do and feel has some kind of a consequence to it. So if you if you get the the lifestyle changes and you coordinate that and you make a recommitment daily. I rewrite this goal every single day wow. for two years. It only yeah. takes me a minute, but it's important to 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 make a fresh impression on my mind that this is what I intend.
0: Yeah. So when you went whole food plant based, I have a couple of questions. One is your palate. I mean, what was that like? Going from liking certain foods to all of a sudden you're not eating a whole lot of those foods anymore. Because I know a lot of people are scared about that. They're like, "Well, I don't love to eat quote healthy."
1: Right. Yeah. Quote healthy. Yeah. Um, I, I can tell you without without reservation that nowadays I crave what I eat now. I crave uh, a, a tempeh Reuben and not a corned beef Reuben. Yeah. Uh, one of the things we did early on, we looked at the menus for the the two or three go-to restaurants we had and said, let me pick out uh, the items on their menu that I can eat. And th- there was very little. Mm. We still go to those places, but not as much. And we've found other places that have those type of foods that we like. Uh, yeah. Edamame. And uh, there's a place that has a, a, a great uh, veggie bowl that has all kinds of, you know, it's called a Buddha bowl. in, in mm-hmm. I've found, and it's also uh, something I read in Dr. Grieger's book, your taste buds will change as you get away from eating the foods you're accustomed to, chicken Parmesan and steak and French fries and whatever. Yep. Uh, and you start replacing that with healthier food, food that's you know much higher in nutrition density and lower in calorie density. Um, you, your taste buds do change. On my birthday last year, I had my first, I went back to Teller's, the restaurant I was telling you about. I had my first steak in nearly two years. And uh, it was a great experience to go there and see everybody. And everyone was happy. Oh, you look really great. You lost weight. And I had about five bites of my steak. And it just didn't taste the same to me. I I didn't like it. I I didn't like it. I never thought I would say that. But that's the truth. I would rather have a tempeh Reuben Than that Mm -hmm. big ribeye steak that I used to have. And uh, the same with buttery foods and snacks. And I now crave uh, a really good, healthy, uh, meal that I have a recipe uh, that I am going to make on Sunday, beanie minestrone soup. It's from uh, John McDougall's. It's mm. all kinds of great vegetables and free f- beans. Beans is the thickening agent. And we'll have it that night and I'll have it for lunch the next three or four days. And it's yeah. so healthy and nutritious and low in fat. It's I crave it. I'm, my mouth is watering just thinking <laughs> about it, you know, making it for Sunday.
0: Yeah, well, I think that's a refreshing thing to hear because I, th- I know a lot of people when they're thinking about transitioning to plant-based, it's like, but I love steak or I love X, Y, Z and they can't imagine life without it. And it's nice to hear that you, the steak loving person now, you know, tried it it's like, this doesn't taste the same that it used to. I,
1: I What I told uh, a group recently, actually, I said, here's a, a list of foods that I love the taste of. And i went down the list veal parmesan chicken parmesan steak heroes uh uh susie q's uh, um B- oreos ice cream uh french fries i i, I had uh, about a hundred foods written i said i love the taste of those foods and i no longer eat those foods and the reason mm. is because once i started this i decided I was no longer going to live to eat. I was going to eat to live. Wow. And I was able to replace those foods that I love the taste of with other foods that I love the taste of. Yeah. I love the taste of of brown rice. I love the taste of edamame beans. I love the taste of the soup that I make and of uh, vegetables and, uh, you know, on and on. I oatmeal. I have every morning. I have oatmeal with uh, flaxseed, uh, either almonds or walnuts and, uh, a little oat milk and some kind of fruit, berries, raspberries, blueberries, uh, whatever's in season and it's filling, it's satisfying, it's healthy. Um, it helps keep me regular. Oh my gosh. Yep. Uh, This, there's there's no downside to it. Uh, I mean, the downside, I guess you could tell me you're a nutritionist, um, is the, the lack of vitamin B12, which is essential. Uh, to our to living. But uh, yeah. I, I, I honestly, I don't crave those foods that I that I used to love the taste of that I still love the taste of. I don't crave them anymore. I really mm-hmm. don't. It's gotten to a point where it's now become a habit to eat this way. and it And it's a good habit.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's interesting you say that because someone asked me actually, it might have been last week. It's like, well, don't you ever cheat or don't you ever, you know, want to eat something else? And it's like, honestly, no. And I know it can be hard to imagine that, but like the, the true answer is no. There's no desire, like you're saying.
1: I agree. I I I saw someone was talking to me about a diet they were on, and they said, and you know the good thing about it, they it's actually from a nutritionist. They said, you know, the good thing about it is the nutritionist tells us, have a cheat day, you know, once a week, you know, do what you want to do. And I said, you know, for me, that would be like going to marriage therapy and having the marriage therapist say to the two, the husband and wife, you know, once a week, have a yep. cheat day, go with another, you know, another person, enjoy the sex with somebody else. How how idiotic does that sound? You're working on your marriage, presumably, and here we're working on our health. Why would you want to, yes. you know, go in reverse just because you want to satisfy a hunger uh, the way it was described, I read a book recently by Wallace Waddles, whose books go back to the early 1900s. He had a book called the science of being well, and he talked about feeding our, uh, our hunger and not our appetite. He said, we, over the course of many, many years, you've developed an appetite for Oreos, for ice cream, for steak, for this, huh. He said your hunger is what you need to feed. Your body will tell you when it's hungry and when it's hungry. You feed it nutritious food, and you'll within two or three bites, your hunger will be abated. You can continue to eat until you're satisfied, but don't feed your uh, appetite. Your appetite is your ego. Yeah, hunger. your hunger is your true self. And boy, that was a great distinction.
0: Wow, I'd say. What was the, what was the name of that book again? I'd love to include oh, that the
1: science the of the science of being well. By okay, He actually has a trilogy: the science of being great. The Science of Getting Rich and the Science of Being Well. Okay. They're they're you can purchase them separately but they're also in a trilogy of uh, the three books he has. Yeah. And it it was it really struck me that that boy that's good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that really is very profound, very impactful. Well, so how did because you have tried a lot of diets in the past Fred, how how is this like not a diet? How 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 do you feel like you approach this differently, where it feels much more sustainable long-term versus something that you're only doing maybe in the short term, just lose weight really quickly?
1: Yeah, I think two things. Number one, um, I think most of the time people go on a diet. The diet is for some kind of a destination. They have a wedding coming up. They have a, a class reunion coming up. They have summer coming up, and they have to squeeze into a bathing suit. So they do the diet. Uh, and they lose the weight, the 30 or 40 or 50 pounds, and then they ditch it. The word diet it, itself implies that at some point you're not going to be doing this. Mm-hmm. This is different because my goal was to reach and maintain my ideal weight of 205 pounds, implying that whatever I did to get there, I was going to continue to do far beyond the point where I reached 205. It's all about lifestyle changes shift in mindset, shift in habits. Um, when I, I'll i ask you a question uh, that I ask at the beginning of every one of my uh, seminars, my goal-achieving seminars. What is the most important part of a goal? Now, there's no right or wrong answer, Ooh. but answer that question, and I'll give you my answer.
0: The first thing that came to mind was, why is this goal important to you?
1: That's huge. The whys are hugely important, yes. Yeah. And in fact, my goal that I write, on the back, I have all my whys written. So yeah, Mm. why is important. Um, And I'll get answers like, uh, the goal should be specific. Yes, it should be specific and measurable. The goal should have a due date. Yes, absolutely, you need to put a goal. My answer to the question, which I got from Bob Proctor, who was one of my early uh, mentors, the most important part of a goal is the person you become on the journey to achieve it. Wow. If you set a big goal, and you set a due date, yes, you're likely to get there and have your Rocky Balboa moment where you can dance at the top of the steps of uh, town hall. And guess what? When that moment is over, life goes on. Mm. Hopefully, by the time you get to the top of those steps, you have developed an an attitude of mind and permanent lifestyle changes that you're going to take forward to allow you to maintain. That's where I'm going to be on May 3rd, 2023, whether or not I get to 205, I'll be close and I'll be way thinner than I was, uh, when I started. So if I don't get there on May 3rd, 2023, and I'm planning to get there, uh, I'll just extend the due date. No problem. But more importantly, the person I became during this journey, is what's going to sustain me going forward i have mm. developed a permanent habit of e- eating whole food plant-based eating i've developed a permanent habit of taking a 90-minute w- morning walk uh of uh, speaking affirmations and, and and gratitude statements of uh doing all the things that i've done to to kind of change uh the way i operate and yeah. uh that's the most important that's the difference between this and diet the diet the most i ever lost before ashley at one time and i did uh metafast i did the zone i did uh bright line eating i did weight watchers i did uh self beat uh, you you name it i did it they all had the same results i did it for three or four months I lost the weight. I just told a story recently about the guy from MetaFast, which is basically calorie deprivation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You do a shake in the morning, you do a shake at night, and then you go to you have a regular dinner. And I did that for two months. And I, it w- I was miserable the whole time. I was hungry most of the time during the day. Yeah. I, I didn't feel really good. And the last time I went, I weighed in. The guy said, You're under 300 pounds. Congratulations. And it was the first time I'd been under 300 pounds. During that whole period, um, I was at 299.4 and I left his office. I drove across the street to the Burger King. I had a double beef whopper with french fries and a Coke and I never went back to him again. I I, mm. I didn't I didn't care that I was under 300 pounds because I I can't deprive myself of food yeah. and this was food to me. Cheeseburger, yeah. you know and uh so that was the end of that diet every diet had a similar ending where there was one incident or event that put me on the spiral and that was the end of it and uh the weight came back on and then some this is different yeah. i declare that this is different and that's really one of the reasons why it's different but yeah
0: yeah well and it sounds like your mindset has changed. Even your habits have changed. Obviously your eating habits have significantly changed. And it sounds like an overall you as a person are evolving differently than maybe you were when you were on these other diets.
1: You're exactly right. That's exactly yeah. what happened. I, I, we, we, uh, we returned to Disney, uh, this past September for my wife, my, my wife and I celebrated our 30th wedding anniversary. Aww. And, uh, we went there for our honeymoon. And, of course, the last time we were there was that infamous event with the uh, yep. Avatar ride. So we went to Animal Kingdom one day. And uh, she didn't want to bring it up. But uh, mm. she said, uh, do you want to go on the Avatar? I said, yes, I do. Yeah. So we waited in line. We got on the Avatar ride. And I had my heart pumping. Now, at the time, I had lost 100 pounds. I was sure it was the, the thing was going to fit. But it wasn't. Wasn't a hundred percent. Yeah, and I sat on the banshee, and it clicked into place. And I rode Avatar, and honestly, fitting on the ride was more thrilling than the ride. And that says a yeah. lot because the ride's thrilling. Yeah. And I got off the ride, and we exited with a bunch of people. And I took three steps outside, and I felt my knees. Oh. And I, I just, I just cried my eyes out. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't realized how much. I was carrying with me all those years how much shame and embarrassment and and, uh, anger and self-loathing. And I remember uh, as soon as I could dry my eyes, I went over to a bench and I texted my daughter, who was at Virginia Tech University. So she wasn't with us. And I said to her, honey, I just want you to know. I'm sorry. You're fine. I got onto the avatar ride. And I will never be fat again. Mm. And that was really, that was the moment my coaching programs changed. I decided I want everyone who's overweight and has experienced what I did years and years of weight loss, weight gain on the roller coaster of of, uh, uh, the yo-yo dieting. I want everyone to experience that moment where they get off their personal avatar ride and realize, I can do this. This is I am emancipated from that diet exercise re- regimen, which doesn't work. Yeah. This does.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, that was, that was a big moment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It really sounds like it. it sounds like that was just an incredible moment. I'm sure your daughter rejoiced with you.
1: Well, she did. I, I actually texted her and said, uh, no more shame, no more embarrassment, no more anger. And she she wrote back a sweet note saying yeah. i was never embarrassed i was never ashamed i was never angry uh dad you know i love you and and uh yeah. and she did she loves me unconditionally but um i just wanted to get the point across that getting you know the first getting on the ride was cool but getting on the plane and getting not having to get the extender seat belt, that was the first victory of that trip yeah i remember putting i was about to ask the flight attendant could i have that?" and i said no, let me see if it fits. And I got into the chair and I said to my wife, take a picture of this, you know, yes. me with the regular seat belt as yeah. a normal, normal guy at 250 pounds. I was still yeah. more weight than I wanted, but I, I, uh, that was a big moment to not have to have that extender belt. And yeah. then to have that moment in, uh, in, uh, avatar, that was, uh, that was a moment that stands out in the last couple of years among, yeah. you know, a half dozen others.
0: Mm-hmm. So when clients do come to work with you, are they, are they wanting to go whole food plant-based? Or like what are maybe some things that you say to them if they're kind of in the situation you were in before the Barnes and Noble
1: incident? So I would say almost exclusively they are not uh open to doing whole food plant-based. And the reasons are, you know, usually because of what they've heard or read or said, yeah. which is influenced by you know, advertisements, other people, society in general. Let's face it. we We yeah. are in a society that whether you want to debate the merits of of a whole food plant-based diet or not, you have to uh, concede that we have an obesity epidemic, and that that epidemic is is due largely to our poor diets. yeah, we eat too much fast food, too much processed food. Too much meat, too much sugary drinks, too much alcohol, and on and on it goes. Uh, so there is a resistance to that when they first come to work with me. However, um, one of the things I say to them, which I read in Dr. Bolsowitz's book, uh, Fiber Fueled, which is in my book. Um, and he says, you know, shoot for initially doing 90% whole food plant-based. You have to get the fiber into your diet. You have to get the nutrients of the that have uh, that vitamin, that... Uh, vegetables and fruits and whole grains and legumes contain. So that's what I say to people. I said, let's do the homework together. Let's research this together. Let's look at the facts about yeah. it. And you don't have to radically change overnight, which is essentially what I did, although I was eating a lot of vegetables, fruits and whole grains leading up to, you know, when I made the the switch. Um, I said, but write down, you know, your, your rituals for how do you eat? write them down. What what contributed to you getting obese in the first place? And then mm. write down the things you're going to do uh, to shift that out. And a lot of them, all, all of them have made at least some uh, significant changes and some have gone completely whole food plant-based. So that's how I approach it. I'm not a nutritionist. I don't think there's a one size fits all diet. Yeah. Uh, I believe we have to make lifestyle changes. We have to change our relationship with food uh, yes. which involves not just the quantity of the food, but the quality of the food we're eating yep. and the way we're eating. I eat much more slowly now. I enjoy every bite. I put my fork down in between bites. I chew my food thoroughly. That habit alone has contributed to my weight loss. So it's it's more than just diet, as you know. Yep. Uh, but that when my, my clients approach me, that's uh, how I m- – my soft landing is you don't have to radically change, but yeah. I'm going to hold your feet to the fire that – a, you have to concede that you got the way you are because of poor diet, and B, you have to be willing to make those changes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. yeah, I like that you touched on the relationship with food piece, because we do. We talk a lot about mindful eating and intuitive eating on this podcast, and that is such a vital component to all of this. Because like you said, if you just go on a diet, kind of do what you're told, follow the rules, and then you're out back out into the let's say real world, then nothing's really changed. You haven't changed as a person.
1: I I, I completely agree. And, and the program that I put out there is called Think and Grow Thin. And what people, they come into the program and I say, what the diet companies want you to do is summed up by one tagline that you've heard. And I don't even know the product. You eat the food, you lose the weight.
0: Mm.
1: Yep. In other words, what they want you to do is don't think about what you're doing. Just buy my product and eat this food, and you'll be fine. And that is just a a, a, a lie. Yeah. You need to understand what you're doing. You need to be, as you said, mindful of what you're doing. And that mindset has got to evolve. It's still evolving with me. I mean I'm yes. still making some adjustments and changes, but I'm in a very good place with respect to my my knowledge. i've I've gained more uh, knowledge about nutrition. Uh, I go on to nutritionfacts.org just about every day yes. uh, I, and I've changed, I've gotten more information about nutrition in the last two years than I had the 61 prior years. Honestly, I tell people, in fact, I want you, my clients, I want you to become your own nutrition expert. Mm. That's something I got from Dr. Joel Furman. He said, you have to become your own nutrition expert. There's so much conflicting information. Yeah. There's so many studies that are biased based on who funded the study uh until you start to realize that you you say okay you know it's okay to eat butter was on the cover of time magazine you know meanwhile read about that and find out how that came to be the price of influence is very very steep yes but the dairy industry has deep pockets so here it is on the cover of time magazine
0: yes they do that's why it's still a food group so (laughs)
1: yeah
0: yeah no you're so right so if someone was in or is maybe currently in your situation where you were again before Barnes and Noble, is there anything or even the clients that come to you, is there anything that you kind of tell them to help them sort of like, again, rethink their approach to food or their relationship with food or even their relationship with themselves to kind of help help with the mindset piece?
1: Yeah. What I tell them is question your assumptions. Mm. Uh, you, you've been told from the time you were a child to eat this because it's good for you eat wonder bread because you know well you know question that and be uncompromisingly honest with yourself as to what led to this in the first place what habits what rituals do i have that contributed to this and if you can be uncompromisingly honest and if you can question your assumptions whether they're from the cultural background you have to uh your current family situation to whatever diets you've developed over the course of time there's probably things about those diets uh that you ought to kind of leave behind uh and it's got to be an ongoing thing this is not not something where you just kind of okay i made the change and now i'm good you know it's got to be an an evolution of your your uh, awareness and your mindset so that's what i tell people question your assumptions and be uncompromisingly honest with yourself as you Start this with a willingness to make the necessary changes you have to with your relationship with food. Yeah. You don't have to become a vegan, but I would strongly uh, endorse it because it's worked for lots of people, including myself. Yeah. Whenever someone says to me, "Man, you're thinner. You you don't have the the chin anymore." You're you're. Uh, I said, "Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, it didn't happen overnight. Uh, you know, it's it, it's not the fastest way to lose weight that I'm aware of. There are other quicker ways to lose weight." Uh, but I, I would think a lot of them are unhealthier ways to lose mm-hmm. weight. And they you know, we're in this for the long haul, unless you need to get, you know, down, like I said, they, the goal weight or, or a destination weight, you have a wedding coming up in six months or four months, you want to lose it quickly. So you go on X diet that's supposed to, you know, or you starve yourself. That's, that's unhealthy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Have there been any challenges with the weight loss?
1: Um... This challenge is all, all along the way, but I, I think one of the uh, biggest challenges we have is uh, recovering after we have a little setback. Yeah. There's always going to be uh, bumps in the road and, and, uh, you know, holidays can be challenging and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you might go on vacations or a challenge. Yeah. Uh, but I think the most important thing is recommitting every day. And when you have the bad day, get right back at it. Yeah. You know, and, and that's where I met Shipwreck in the past where I would have that one bad week and that's it. Mm -hmm. I'm off the diet. I'm off the exercise regimen, right back to eating the way I do. Being mindful about it, recommitting daily, and then dealing with those challenges as, okay, this happened and I'm moving on. You know, today's a new day. I think that's the most important thing. In my experience as a life success consultant, the single number one reason why people don't reach their goals this is common across the board, is they give up too soon. Mm-hmm. They, they they reach one little bit of turbulence. They, they hit a little bump in the road, and they make the statement, which is a declaration of truth, as I said to you earlier, this isn't working. Mm-hmm. And the universe in response to that is saying, okay, it's not. And the, you, you're now attracting everything you can to make that statement a rooted truth in your life and now you're going off in a different direction instead yeah. of saying i i slipped up and i am right back uh to doing the things i know i have to do this is working i had a little blip in the screen no problem they're going to happen again and i'm going to overcome in the same way by you know the old japanese proverb fall down eight times get up nine it's that yep. simple
0: yeah <laughs> It's true. I use that example a lot with kids. You know, when kids are first learning to walk and they trip and fall, you don't tell them, oh, you're such a failure. You should never walk again. You know, you just keep crawling the rest of your life. And that's the same thing with, you know, exactly what you're talking about. Just because you do have a hiccup or encounter a roadblock or a bump one day doesn't need to derail you from all this progress you've already made, and all the progress you could make.
1: Absolutely. The word that you use the perfect word, derail. Yeah, Don't allow a, a, a a gent, you know, one little slip up, derail the whole train, get right back on the same train of thought, train of, of life and, and, and keep going and, and don't worry about future contingencies because it will happen again. But when you get that, when it happens, get right back on. No problem. Yep. Only solutions. No problem.
0: Absolutely. Fred, thank you so much for coming on and being so vulnerable and just sharing your story. I, I really appreciate it.
1: You're welcome, Ashley. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Appreciate it.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Plant-Centered and Thriving Podcast today. If you found this episode inspiring, please share it with a friend or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally say thank you. Until next time, keep thriving.